0: Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right, well, let's just jump into it today, and we'll do the uh, the promotional stuff at the end, because I think it is really relevant to the topic today. Don't worry, if you're watching it on video, you might see... Your boy Ruslan KD, B-Rabbit, you know what I'm saying. Uh, you might see him on the screen. This this video isn't going to be about him per se, um, but he definitely did inspire the thought in my mind that I want to talk about today. Because to be honest with you guys, I've been thinking a lot about my content and my channel and what I want to do and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, I was talking to my brother, my biological brother, yesterday, and he you know, he was asking me, why is it that he doesn't care about the social justice stuff anymore when so many people still do? Like, he's just over it. He's sick of it. He doesn't want to hear it. You know, it's all, every conversation's the same. It's the same nonsense all the time. And, um, you know, I kind of told him at the time that, you know, I've kind of wondered that myself. Like, I, I enjoy doing the content, guys. And don't get me wrong, but Um, It it is very repetitive, you know, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way. It's like, well, yeah, Ruslan's a new guy that I'm talking about, but every argument he says is the same nonsense that's been refuted, you know, since the beginning of my YouTube channel. And even before that, of course, I mean, people were addressing this stuff way before I was and it's not new. It's not, you know, an interesting take on an, on an old argument. It's just all the same. And so like, why do I still do it? And again, don't misunderstand me. I do enjoy doing it. And so I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. Um, but it got me thinking, like, why Why, why are we feeling that way? And may, maybe some of you are feeling that way. In fact, I think some of you are. There's a few commenters. And, guys, I love you. And th- keep commenting, you know. But, you know, whenever I do another video about Jamar or Ruslan or whoever, they're like, oh, again, you know. Like, I, I think some of you are feeling this. Um. And I just I want to encourage you guys to love your brothers, love your neighbors, and love your brothers, and to keep going because this content that we do, um, I I I truly do believe that it's it's driven and it's motivated by love um, because if I didn't care about Ruslan Kd, and I didn't care about Jamar Tisby, if I didn't care about Eric Mason, um, I would just forget they existed you know what i mean like i would just stop because there'd be no point to it i mean let them let them go destroy themselves if they want to be you know if they want to be preaching covetousness as if it's a good thing um then let them destroy themselves you know that that's that's how i would that's how i would act if i didn't care about them but i have a word from the lord about what i'm supposed to do in these kinds of cases right and I'm, I, listen, listen, the reality is, and, and this might this might shock some of you, but uh, I don't think it'll shock all of you, if I was a pastor of a church, which I'm not, maybe that's a good thing, but if I was a pastor of a church and Eric Mason walked in and wanted to take communion with us, I would not let him. I don't believe him. I don't believe his profession. Um, I don't. Um, Ruslan, I probably would, just because I don't know him very well. Um... But there are people who I I don't believe their profession of faith anymore. And that's just the reality of the situation. And so um, this is a serious uh, thing. It's a serious matter. And uh, if you get sick of this content, you know, nothing wrong with taking a break from it. But don't, don't leave people high and dry, man. Don't leave them high and dry. You know, not being able to... To have normal fellowship with someone does not mean that you 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 don't give them the gospel. You don't try to plead with them to come back. Even Paul in 1 Corinthians 5, when he handed over that uh, pervert to the destruct, to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, even in that situation, that guy was far gone. Now, don't get me wrong, he was far gone. Um, but he was obviously broken about his sin. He was obviously repentant. And in 2 Corinthians, Paul says, let's bring him back into the fold. Let's not let's not let's not leave him forever you know what i mean and i would imagine that that didn't just happen in a vacuum right like i don't think paul said okay well you know 6 months has passed so that's enough time he can come back no i bet you there were conversations I bet you they were like, you know, hard conversations and probably some yelling and raising of voices. And because the thing is, the people in the Bible were people, man. Like, they had emotions. They had feelings. They had—there was oomph behind what they said. And so um, I want to read to you from Leviticus uh, chapter 19. And Leviticus chapter 19 is amazing. It's one of my favorite passages in the entire Bible because it contains— you know, verses that are very popular to the to, to evangelicalism and people that have an ishy squishy faith. But it also contains verses that are very unpopular and aren't, you know, ishy squishy. And so it's great because it has that dichotomy there. And you if you're gonna really believe it, you're gonna have to accept it all. And you can't pick and choose and stuff like that. This is the pet, this is where we get love your neighbor as yourself, right? From Leviticus, the book of the law chapter 19. That's where love your neighbor as yourself comes from, because the entire book of Leviticus is teaching you how to love God and how to love your neighbor. And so if we're going to carry over love your neighbor as, uh, as yourself um, into the New Testament, then we're going to have to carry over the law of God into the New Testament, which is exactly what I think we ought to do. And if we want to love our neighbor, we got to listen to Leviticus 19. But here's what I want to read to you. This is a very important passage. This is Leviticus nineteen seventeen. These are the words of God. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. That's an interesting law because it says you shouldn't hate your brother, but you should rebuke him. You should rebuke, you should contend with him. You should earnestly uh, uh, contend with him. And it contrasts that with hatred. So if you just leave your brother in his squalor and his sin, in his evil beliefs, that's akin, according to the scripture, to hating him. And so, I think that the reality is that, that we need to commit ourselves to fighting. Yeah, that's right. We need to commit that we will fight with one another when the other person is dabbling with sin. And I think that's what the woke church is definitely doing. That Not everybody's in the same place, right? Like, not everybody is as far along as other people. Uh, Jamar Tisby is well down the path to apostasy. There's just no question about it. Um, you know, Eric Mason, well down the path to apostasy. But the thing is, like, not everybody's there. And so we, you know, we have to recognize that new people are hearing our content, new people are hearing our arguments for the first time, and they might not get it immediately, and it might not uh, hit the right note with them immediately. But we do have a duty to them. We owe it to them. If we're going to love them as a brother, as a neighbor— to contend with them earnestly, to rebuke them. That's a duty that the law of God says that we ought to have if we're going to love our neighbor, right? Love your neighbor is often used as a weasel word, and it's like, you know, you never explain it. You just say, oh, I just love your neighbor, and usually usually people use it when they want to promote some socialist policy that, that's nonsense, that's against the law of God. Oh, just, you know, just love your neighbor. You know, get the vaccine. Love your neighbor. Like, you know, that's really not what love your neighbor means, obviously, but I'll tell you one thing it definitely does mean. It does mean that you rebuke your neighbor for his sin, in this context, it's talking about a brother. So in the Old Testament, that would have been another fellow Jew. In the New Testament, we're talking about cr- people that are in the church, people that are in the visible church, right? That's who we rebuke. We, we owe it to them. If we're going to love them, to rebuke them. And I'm, I'm starting to see Ruslan, you know, this isn't going to be about him, but he's a good avatar for the whole woke church movement. I'm starting to see Ruslan as a bit of a tragic figure because uh, I watched this video here with Rick Caldwell, and Rick, brother, if you watch this video, thank you for this. This was such a good example for me. And um, and just, you know, considering my own content and the, the importance of what I'm doing, but also how I need to take it a little bit more seriously when it comes to my communication. Um, thank you for this. This is just such a good example. But... Ruslan, I, I'm starting to see him as a bit of a tragic figure. He, he, I, I, it turns out that I guess he was abused by a, a priest in the Orthodox Armenian Church or something like that, and uh, that's very, very sad. Um, you know, obviously he grew up, he says, with a lot of black people, influential in his life, and probably it seems, like if you if you put two and two together— that was right around the time he was also being abused by this, this priest and stuff like that. And so he's got a lot of uh, influence from from good black uh, believers, this is what he says, uh, all, all around the same time that his Armenian priest was abusing him. And so there's a lot of tragedy in, in that. There's a, there's a history there, and we ought to recognize that the past, of course, p- affects the present and, and your beliefs. And so you know you don't want to leave a guy like Ruslan high and dry, right? You don't want to because he professes Christ. I believe him. I don't. You know, I, I, I've got I've got some suspicions about some of his beliefs, right? I think I think Ruslan's issue, and I think this is the issue of a lot of woke church people. This is not unique to him, is that he likes to talk, but he doesn't have a clue what he's talking about. Like even in this conversation, they're talking. I guess they had agreed to talk about the woke church stuff and the Eric Mason book and stuff like that. And Rick starts off, hey, have you read uh, Woke Church? Have you read this other book by Eric Mason? And Ruslan's like, no. And it's like, to me, that was confusing. It's like, okay, so... So you you, you, you you think that his stuff is good and you would recommend him and stuff, but you actually haven't read this stuff. And it's like, okay, that's fine. I guess you, if you could recommend someone based on what you do know, and you, I can't hold you accountable for what you don't know. But what happens here is then Ruslan says, well, I know Eric, and so I know he can't be that off. So, uh, so what ends up happening is Ruslan, and again, this is not unique to him, but the woke church will end up defending the man, from attacks on the man's doctrine all while he doesn't understand the doctrine he admits he's never read it and he often will say well i don't know what i think and i've never thought about this and i've never and it's like but yet but he talks right but he's talking he'll he'll promote ubi universal basic income um he'll promote school vouchers but he doesn't know where that could come from from the bible he's never thought about it but he's promoting it so he's chosen a side, right? And I think it's based on his history, right? There's no, no question about that. Based on how he grew up and the things that happened to him and who he knows and who his wife is. And so he's promoting certain things, but he doesn't have a clue what he's talking about from a Christian perspective. He's just talking. And it's like, I think that we can have sympathy for the backgrounds of Ruslan as an individual. We can have sympathy for the backgrounds of a lot of people in the woke church um, uh, and what they've gone through and what they've been through. But at the same time, we must insist that... That's all true. I can I can affirm that that happened to you, but that does not change the reality of the situation that the only person in the entire universe that gets to decide what we do and what's what and how to see things and all that is God himself. And so if it's not in the book, if it's not according to the good and necessary consequences of the book, you know, in other words, the light of nature and all that stuff, because God created nature too, so he wrote that book also. If it's not there then we can't do it. Well, we can't make other people do it either. And so we, we, we need to find a way to communicate uh, with and I'm 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 talking to myself here, so don't please don't hear me preaching at you. I need to find a way to communicate in a way that acknowledges and sympathizes with people's history while at the same time being, you know, rock solid, immovable On what the word of God says, and what God's worldview is, and how we ought to interact and treat each other according to God's world, and so that's kind of my challenge. And I think, I think that, you know, the 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 channel itself, it doesn't have to change. I don't think. I think the topic is still very relevant in the church. This is this is tearing up communities and stuff like that. This is no question. I get emails like that every day about you know oh man i think my my my, my church's youth group pastor is going woke what do i do how do i handle it and stuff like that and it's just it's just it, it it's heart-wrenching because i know cuz obviously i'm not i'm not in that situation myself anymore but I know that it's heart-wrenching when you are in that situation. And so I feel bad for people that are like, oh man, I don't want to have to leave my church. And you don't have to leave your church. There's other things you can do, but, but it, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a tough situation for a lot of people right now. It's very discombobulating and, and Gospel Coalition is no help at all. They're just... I'll leave it at that for now. But you get my point, right? So it's, it, it's just, um, you know, I, I have a lot of sympathy for people that are that are flapping their gums. And they're very, I mean, Jerusalem's a very emotional man. There's just no question about it. There's nothing wrong with being emotional. Um, but this is why we get so many warnings in the scripture that we, we shouldn't lean on our own understanding, right? It's not, I think there are certain things that seem good to us that aren't good at all. You know what I mean? And Jesus addressed this, and the prophets addressed this, and all of that kind of stuff. And so we need to be one-track mind. You know, one-track mind. Is it in the scripture? Does it make sense according to the good and necessary consequence of the scripture, the way God has created the world, natural law, we understand how to read natural law in a way that doesn't disregard the scripture. You know what I mean? Like we have to figure that stuff out. That's totally legitimate, but we can't do it in a way that turns the scripture on its head, obviously. Um, We need to be one track mind on that stuff. We do. We need to be one track mind. It's, 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 It's not the case that we can use illegitimate means and methods uh, to accomplish God's purposes. No, no, we have to follow God's uh, law in every area of our lives, and whether we're, you know, communicating the gospel to someone, or we're at work, or something like that, or we're interacting with our families. Like that's how it has to be. No matter what happened to us in the past, no matter, and there could be tragedy in the past, but we have to follow God's law now. You can't obey God's law by breaking God's law. You understand what I'm trying to say, and that's that's kind of like that's kind of the point. And so, um, I think that that you know I've kind of been a little bit reinvigorated for this content. And and I think you know all that to say, you know, I I really do believe that that the book that I wrote um, is kind of striking that chord because. Um, in the book, I, I don't assume that you already agree with me on everything, right? I don't assume that you've heard all my content. In fact, I, I, I rehash some of the stuff that I've covered in videos in a little bit more of an of a organized kind of way. And um, I, I hope the book uh, blesses you. If you've ordered it, it's coming. I, I sent a bunch out this week, and I've never done order fulfill, fulfillment in my life like this. It's just been chaotic. Uh, so if there's any problems with your shipment, let me know. But I think you'll find it helpful in this way, um, to, to to how to how to talk to someone who's never thought about this before. But they yapping, you know what I mean. They're talking, they're talking like Ruslan has doesn't have a clue what he's talking about. But they're talking, um, how to bring simple to understand scriptures to bear. These these Bi- these Bible verses that I cover in this book. Um, They're easy That's one of the things I was looking for I didn't want to find verses that were Too complicated or too nuanced I wanted to find verses that were Easy to understand and they applied Directly to so much from what you Hear from uh, wolves Like Eric Mason Yeah, Eric Mason will cry and he'll be I'm so broken about this as he's preaching heresies as he's preaching division in the church he'll cry about it but he's preaching war and that's that's something that we should have no quarter for no quarter whatsoever and um the book doesn't the book doesn't uh pull back at all but it is in a more organized way in a more palatable way for a lot of people and uh, i think that if you've got people in your life that are um going woke let's just say this that it wouldn't be a bad idea to buy that this book for them, give it to them to read through because it's not going to be as abrasive as sometimes my channel can be. And I'm not going to pull back from that too much. I, I do think I need to find a little bit more of a balance sometimes between uh, how I speak and, and and what I speak because not because I think it's like a sin or something like that. But I do think it's can be less effective if I'm always kind of hot you know that kind of thing um but yeah I, I think my book hits this tone exactly right if you've got people in your life that you know you're, you're you're worried about them dabbling in this white supremacy whiteness kind of everything's racist kind of mentality uh the book will be very helpful for that if you want a copy please consider uh, emailing me at ad at adroblez.com let me know how many copies you want and i'll send you an invoice And uh, we'll get it over to you as soon as we possibly can. I hope you found this podcast helpful. Reach out to me with any questions. Uh, I love hearing from you uh, and all that kind of thing. Um, Anyway, I hope you found this podcast helpful. God bless.